Welcome to Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter good place podcast. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And you're listening to the last episode of season one of our podcast about the The good good place. place. So we've finally made it to the final episode of season one where we learn some information that changes the way we look at the entire show up to this point. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Before we get started on that, though, we first want to thank you so much for listening to us. We've had so much fun with this project. We are planning to continue with season two, but we're going to be taking a little break In the meantime, if you are interested in supporting us, you could become a Patreon supporter or you could simply share our show with your friends, rate us on wherever you listen to your podcast, and give us some comments to let us know that you're listening. That helps keep us going. Give us your love. Now let's dive into this episode. This episode is titled Michael's Gambit, and it opens up with Michael in a really dark, kind of dreary-looking office space where he has just been handed the opportunity to have his first architect project of his own, his first solo project, which is a big moment that I think a lot of us watching can identify with, the chance to be trusted with something important, the chance to get to do your own thing and be creative and not have to follow somebody else's instructions, and Michael is clearly really excited about it. This was a flashback, but in real time, the four humans have to decide which two of them are going to the bad place. Sean has given them only 30 minutes to make up their mind about who gets to stay and who has to go and be tortured forever. The stakes are incredibly high, but Eleanor does not even hesitate. She immediately says, Jason and I should go to the bad place. Tahani and Chidi were the ones who got into the good place. We're the ones who don't belong. They just tried to help us. They shouldn't be punished for that. And kind of to her surprise, Chidi and Tahani both say, yeah, that's right, without stepping up to kind of sacrifice themselves at all. However, she does truly believe what she said. But Jason doesn't agree so much. He says, but I don't want to go to the bad place. I have a robot wife here. And in making his argument, he shows that he was listening to at least some of Chidi's lessons on ethics because he says it's basic consequentialism. He may have been sent there by mistake, but since that point, he tried to just stay out of everyone's way. And Chidi has actually done, as far as Jason is concerned, more bad acts in his time in the good place than Jason has. And he kind of has a point. I mean, Jason sort of just sat around playing video games while... Chidi murdered Janet and helped Eleanor hide from Michael. But Eleanor grabs Jason, takes him out in the hallway, and is talking to him and explaining to him why they don't deserve to be there and it would not be right to send Chidi and Tahani in their place. Um, While she's convincing them, Tahani can see them but can't hear them, and Tahani says, look at them, they're probably conspiring against us. And Chidi immediately says, no, Eleanor wouldn't do that. So we can see... That Chidi believes in Eleanor, believes that the ethics lessons have worked, and believes that she has really become a good person who will do the right thing. Eleanor eventually convinces Jason, but then real Eleanor bursts in and she says, I'm going to the bad place. No argue about it. The only reason I was ever happy here is because I thought he loved me, but it appears he doesn't. 
So this is a particularly interesting development because not only does it mean that now between Eleanor and Jason, only one of them has to go to the bad place, but it also means that Chidi has been put in this position where he knows that someone who was such a good person, who did so many good things on Earth, is going to be tortured forever because of him. And we know Chidi already feels guilty and gets stomach aches every time he has to make a decision. So the idea that he didn't make the right decision by loving real Eleanor back is going to torture him forever. You can't choose to love someone. It's a reaction. You know it when you know it. That's a decent point, but there is plenty of evidence that Chidi really is being tortured about it because what does he say next? And then he says, I'll go to the bad place. So they're all starting to bicker over who should go to the bad place or who shouldn't go to the bad place. At one point, Tahani says that she and Chidi are going to the bad place because she really loves him. And as they're all arguing over this and everyone's fighting and everyone's kind of getting angry with, with everyone else, Eleanor says, wait, I have a plan. And she calls Michael and the judge out and says, we've made our decision. Call the train. We're headed to the bad place. She tells them that she and Chidi are going. And the others are kind of like, Wait, what? We did not discuss this. And Sean says, I disagree. Eleanor and Jason are the bad ones. And then Bombajan comes in and says he has a solution to everything, trying to distract them. But Eleanor says that she and Chidi are going, and that is that. So it's interesting to see all of these people trying to stop an actual decision from being made. And it, essentially, Eleanor's calling their bluff every time they're like, but what about this? But she's like, nope, we've decided, get the train. And when they don't, she says, they can't call the train to the bad place because we're already here. This is the bad place. <laughs> And at that moment, Michael breaks character. He's always been very kind and very kind of a bumbling grandfatherly figure, but he starts laughing maniacally and he calls Eleanor, uh, he tells Eleanor that she sucks, so he gets mean. And we find out that she's right. He did. He is not a good place architect. He's a bad place architect. And he's designed this entire neighborhood as an experiment to get humans to torture each other. <laughs> There were several hints of this. I mean, think about it. Does anybody really like frozen yogurt? So one of the things that Ayla and I have been talking about is how much th this big reveal changes everything we thought that we knew. In particular, it changes our perspective on some of the characters. We who are re-watching this knew this all along. And it was so hard not to tell you guys about this. Because for most of the show, you think that Chidi and Tahani have really earned their way into the good place. So at this moment, when you find out that they actually got sent to the bad place, you have to question everything that you know about them. In fact, they question what they know about themselves. Tahani is still thinking, well, I did so much good. I raised all this money for charity. I helped so many people. And then she recognizes that she only did it to spite her parents, to spite her sister, to make herself feel famous and good, and that she did it with corrupt motivation. When Chidi realizes that he got into the bad place, he realizes it's because he once read that almonds are bad for the environment, but he continued to use almond milk for his coffee. 
But that's not actually what got him sent there. He's still thinking with a lot of really rigid rules and not recognizing how his inability to make a decision has impacted the people around him. So when Michael tells him that it's actually because he made everyone in his life miserable because he wouldn't be flexible and because he wouldn't make decisions and take action, Chidi has to think back on all of the things that he did wrong on Earth, even though he was trying to do the right thing as hard as he could. For instance... When he took too long to pick a restaurant and an air conditioner fell on his head. And when he let everybody down at the soccer team and he couldn't pick a team member. So this big reveal definitely changes the way that we understand those characters. But the character that it changes the most for me is Michael. Through this whole thing, we thought that he was a good guy trying to find a way to make all of these people living in this community have a great afterlife live in paradise and we find out that he was doing just the opposite he was trying to torture these people intentionally and he wanted to be there to see it that was the whole reason that he came up with this plan because the old-fashioned way of torturing people just had them go into whatever torture chamber it was but the people who designed it didn't even get to be there firsthand to watch the people suffer and that's what he wanted he wanted to see it up close so I mean, Michael really is a terrible whatever he is, but he's kind of genius. Evil, but genius. And that means that every scene we've seen him in, when he was playing skee-ball and letting loose with Eleanor, when he was letting Tahani talk him into having more self-confidence, that was all a lie. He was pretending that entire time and really letting people connect with him and feel responsibility for how they treated him when he was not doing the same back to them. So I, the, the first time that I saw this, that was the thing that stuck with me the most, was just how much Michael was able to trick everyone. And Michael's not the only one. I mean, except for the four humans and Janet, everyone else in the neighborhood had a role to play. One of the biggest deceivers is real Eleanor who is actually one of the bad place workers named Vicky, who was super excited about the opportunity to torture these humans and get to play a role where she got to have a firsthand position in making them miserable. And Eleanor is really proud that she figured it out. And she tells Michael that he made one mistake, bringing them all together. And Michael agrees that was a mistake. So then he tells Eleanor that next time he won't bring them all together. Next time he'll disperse them throughout the neighborhood so that they can't find each other as quickly. And this is a huge shock to all of the humans because they didn't realize there could be a next time. But he's just going to wipe their memories and send them back out there to do it again. Hopefully this time getting it right and getting to torture them for at least a thousand years. So... Eleanor grabs a pen and some paper, writes a note, we have no idea what it says, and sticks it in Janet's mouth. This brings us to our question of the day. Both Eleanor and Michael are trying to learn from their past experiences to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes and missteps in the future. This is something that we have to do in real life. So our question of the day is, how can we make sure we learn well from our past experiences? So pause the podcast, talk about it, think about it, write about it, and then come back.
Welcome back. So we've been thinking about how do we make sure that we learn from our past experiences? What do you think, Ayla? How can you make sure that you learn lessons from what you've already done so that you can do better in the future? One thing you can do is think about the mistakes you've made and how you can make them better. For example, I once was building with clay and I forgot to dip the clay in water. And so my cat fell apart. So the next time I worked with clay, I made sure to use water. So one of the things we can do, what I'm hearing from your example, is just make note of the mistakes that we make without judging ourselves too harshly, without getting upset or angry about it, and just notice, oh, I did that in a way that I shouldn't have. Next time, I will do it better. It's not always easy to face our own mistakes, though. Sometimes when we make a mistake, it can make us get really frustrated and angry. And sometimes instead of taking responsibility for our own actions, we want to blame something or someone else. Do you have any experience with that, Ayla? Like when my mom makes me do typing and the computer messes it up. So one of the things we've been talking about when you do that is that it's not the computer messing it up, right? That it's something about the way you're putting your fingers or the way that you're paying attention and that if you want to change it, you're going to have to make changes to yourself, right? And it's hard to confess it because I'm so frustrated in the moment that I don't know how to do it. And that's not just something that kids deal with. Adults deal with that all the time. We don't want to own up to our mistakes. We don't want to have to take responsibility for something that feels better to make outside of our control so that we don't have to change anything. It's a very human thing to want to run away from something that makes us feel frustrated. But if we actually want to learn from our experiences, we have to get over that discomfort and deal with it. One of the best tools that we have for learning is reflection. And reflection is stepping back and looking at what happened and really thinking about it. Thinking about what went right, thinking about what went wrong, thinking about what we could do differently. And so the step of reflection is really important if we want to make our next time better. So to get back into our episode, Eleanor wrote herself that note to try to make sure that she would make her next time as the best that she could, and Michael goes and revises his plan. Revision is part of making things better. When you go and change things, when you say, oh, well, this part worked, but this part didn't, let me change the part that didn't work. And even though Michael's plan is an evil one, he really is trying to make it better. What kind of changes does he make? We find out in fake good place attempt number two. So there are pizza places everywhere instead of frozen yogurt places. And Eleanor has a new soulmate. Michael has not put them together right away. And Eleanor isn't connected to Chidi. So she doesn't have that access to learning to become a better person. But one thing we do see is that she's about to confess right away to her soulmate. She's about to tell him, hey, I don't belong here. So that's something that stays the same. She recognized right away that she didn't belong in this place, which is something about Eleanor that stays consistent. However, her new soulmate has... Uh, runs away and says, oh, uh, hold that thought. I'm going to go work out. And so we know that that new soulmate is not actually human at all and that he's part of Michael's plan. And we see how Eleanor is super confused. And then she gets the note from Janet that she wrote to herself. What was that advice that she wrote to her future self knowing that she wouldn't have any of her memories left to help her? On that note, she saw Eleanor find Chidi. 
So this is where the whole season leaves off is with Eleanor knowing that if she has any hope of solving this problem, of becoming a better person, of getting out of this predicament, she needs to connect with Chidi. And I think that it's important for us to see that the main lesson from this entire season is that we can't do it alone and we need to help each other out, that we become better people when we work together, when we connect with others. And this is where this episode ends. We are going to take a little break before we start on season two, but we will be back and you will know all of the juicy stuff that happens. We really thank you for listening to us for all of these episodes and we hope that you've enjoyed it. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love it if you shared our podcast with your friends. Thanks and we'll see you again when we start season two.